punters will love that. Download our app today and enjoy tackle-busting benefits with great odds, more markets, and same-game multi every NRL match at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Welcome everyone to episode 410 of Fergo and the Freak. I'm your host, the Glorious League Freak, and well, we have just seen a really classic game of State of Origin footy. Game 1, 2022, Queensland has come away with the 16 points to 10 victory in front of 80,000 people at the Sydney Olympic Stadium. And really, really interesting game. We saw... It's it's interesting. I always think that when you win a state of origin game, you overlook some of your deficiencies as a team. When you lose, you just look at all of the problems you had in your side. So I want to get to that. But it was interesting watching this game. I thought New South Wales started off really good. They looked great early on. They had uh, all the running probably the first 15 minutes or so. But then there was a, a change on the field and Josh Papali'i came off, uh, Carrigan come on, and it was really interesting. I don't know whether it was him in particular, but the whole game changed and Queensland started to dominate from that point on until really late in the game, actually. Um, it, I think, and you've got to keep in mind, the players are still on the field while I'm recording this. Like, they're still leaving the field. That's how quick I got this done. So the game's just finished. Um, one of the things I will say is that early on, uh, New South Wales looked to be getting the upper hand in the middle of the field, and that changed, like, when Carrigan come on. And from that moment on, Queensland really controlled the middle of the field for most of the rest of the game. Maybe the last 10 minutes had changed a little bit, but Queensland were great in the middle of the field. And look, their entire team, it was interesting. I said in the preview, I really liked the look of the side. I liked the balance of the side. And it translated onto the footy field. They just looked very comfortable with each other. Even players that hadn't played together before looked good. Um, Cotter was fantastic. Uh, the, obviously, the Queensland halves, they're always great. I love how good Dan Gagai is when he puts on a Maroons jersey. Um, he's been playing great in Clubland this year as well, but damn, he puts on a Queensland jersey and he is just another level of player. Valentine Holmes was fantastic. Weirdly enough, mostly in defence. Um, I thought for New South Wales, Brian To'o was great. He made all of the metres you could have hoped from him. I thought Payne Haas was very good early on, but he started to fade a little bit. Um, and there were a few things that I thought really decided the game. The first thing was, and I talked about this in the, the preview, Billy Slater was using uh, Hunt and Grant, and he was playing them not the way you would normally do with if you had a hooker on the bench. So they played in big blocks of the game. And it allowed them to really get into the game, get into the flow of the game, but it also allowed them to be fresh. For New South Wales, they didn't have a hooker on the bench. Damien Cook had to play the whole 80 minutes. And I just think that at origin football level, you need to be able to spell your hooker at some point. And New South Wales chose not to do that. That was a big mistake. Uh, it turned out that Brad Fittler chose... Uh, 
Crichton on the bench to be a bench outside back utility player. Uh, Staggs ended up coming off the field with, I believe, his shoulder injury. I think it was his left shoulder from memory. And uh, it was handy that Crichton was there, but it, it was one of those just wasted bench spots, I felt. You could have had a utility player in that position that could have been in there and given Cook a spell. And I think that late in the game, New South Wales really needed a lot more out of dummy half. And they weren't getting that because Cook is playing his ass off for 80 minutes while his opposition hooker isn't. You know, and I think that that's something that I wonder if Fittler will be able to swallow his pride and change that because it just it, it didn't work very good. It was a little bit clunky. Um, another thing for New South Wales, I thought Cleary's kicking game was really, really poor in this game for his standards. Um, just not getting much down the field in terms of, uh, you know, getting the distance. When he was putting bombs up, there were a bit nothing bombs, you know, and you don't normally see that from Cleary. Now, I know that Queensland was putting a lot of pressure on him, but he's always got a lot of pressure on him for his kicks. Um, so I thought Cleary was poor in this game. I also thought that around the 50, 60 minute mark, I would have liked to have seen Cleary really taken over the organization of the side. And he just didn't do that. He was very passive. He was just a passenger in the team. You can't do that. He doesn't do that for Penrith. He's very much an organizer for Penrith. And to see him just not doing that for New South Wales, it was kind of shocking to see. Um, Luai, Look, he got a little bit quiet in the middle of the game, but I think that you saw at the end of the game, he ended up with two try assists, put on a really nice try, um, try assist there towards the end. But uh, yeah, I, I think that Luai is such a competitor and he's so good defensively too. He, you know, he, he played all right in this game, considering that the New South Wales forwards weren't getting too much go forward. Um Whiten was great for New South Wales. Tupo was a little bit quiet in the middle of the game, but towards the second half, second half of the second half, he started to really come into his own a little bit. Um, the thing I will say, I thought Madison was poor. I wouldn't pick Madison again. I just think that he just didn't bring nothing to the game. I think Isaiah Yo was hit early on, and I think it was the first tackle of the game. He was rattled a little bit by that. And I don't think he really got back into the contest until about the last 15 minutes of the game. And that really hurt New South Wales' attack because he was he really would have given them another point of attack in the middle of the field. He's almost like having a another half a 5-8 right in the middle of the field. And he just didn't provide that in this game. And I think it was because he was rattled a little bit. But you can't take anything away from this Queensland team. Um they held on early on uh, under that barrage from New South Wales, and then they started to dominate the game. Uh, Cameron Munster in particular was fantastic. I thought that he was just about the player of the game. Carrigan was very close to player of the game as well. I thought Cotter was also pretty close to being player of the game. Um, just a really good team performance. But I've got to say... For a state of origin game, just a outstanding game of football that went right down to the wire. Um, Isaiah O was within what a meter of scoring a try right on the bell, and you know got up to play the ball. There wasn't enough time left. So, what more can you really want out of a state of origin game? Um, 
I got to say the other thing too. I I don't normally watch Channel 9's coverage. Man, it's hard to watch Channel 9's coverage. They had this giant scoreboard across the bottom of the screen, which looked bloody terrible. I hope they get rid of that. And there was a lot of uh, Andrew Johns just saying stuff he says in every Origin game, just like all the cliches. Uh, anytime they went down to the person on the sideline, Danica Mason, she she was doing her best in impersonation of James Hooper, just telling us stuff we'd already heard like 20 seconds beforehand. Um and yeah, Channel 9's coverage is fucking terrible, to be honest with you. Um, I, the other thing that I got out of this game too was waiting for the game to start and just how many things have to happen before the game of football gets underway is really bloody annoying. Like, they had this thing where they put this giant bed sheet on the field and then played a grainy video on the bed sheet which the TV cameras then focused on. And I don't know what we were supposed to get out of that, but it was just really chatty. It was shit. I don't know why they did that. And then we've got all the ceremonies and, you know, we've got to do the anthem. And it's like, can we just play the fucking football game, please? I'm not here for all the other shit. I'm here to watch a game of rugby league. Can we just get to the fucking rugby league, please? It must have been like 20 past eight by the time the game kicked off. That's fine for me, but, you know, people in New Zealand aren't going to be able to watch this game. And if you've got kids, like, they're going to struggle to see the end of the game. So, anyway, they're my thoughts out of State of Origin 1. I think we'll see New South Wales possibly make a couple of changes um, just to you know, get the team a little bit more focused. Cleary needs to play better in the second game. That's for certain. Uh, and for Queensland, I don't think they've got to make any changes. I think that they looked pretty damn good. Uh, a lower scoring game than I thought too. I've got to say, I, I thought that uh, with the, the good weather that we've had, it's cold, but it's good weather. And the way the ball was moving around the field, it's kind of crazy that it wasn't a higher scoring game. But that's because they're both two very good defensive teams. Now, I'm going to go through the betting odds for the upcoming round of NRL games for palmabet.com. Remember, gamble responsibly. Palmabet is on board with Virgo and Freak podcast this year. Go to palmabet.com, sign up for uh, their service. It's a really great service. They've got really good odds. And I'm going to go through them. Not as comprehensive as we normally would do because we did the State of Origin preview, but we'll go through it anyway so you can hear the betting odds. Um, so Friday night, we've got North Queensland taking on the St. George Illawarra Dragons. The head-to-head has the North Queensland Cowboys at $1.20, whereas the Dragons are at $4.50. Palmer Bet has the Dragons with a 12.5-point head start at $1.90 with a 12.5-point handicap. North Queensland are at $1.90 as well. Um, North Queensland's been fantastic so far this season. They'll have a, a couple of players backing up from Origin, but they should be able to handle that. It's not, you know, half a dozen players or anything like that. So I tend to think North Queensland will win this match on Friday night. Um, on Saturday night, we have the Gold Coast Titans, who are abysmal and probably... I would suggest they're the next team in line to get a new coach on board. Uh, they're taking on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. The Rabbitohs on palmerbet.com and the head-to-head are at $1.37 to the Gold Coast Titans, $3.10. 
Now, the Gold Coast Titans have a seven and a half point head start at $1.90. That means the Rabbitohs have the seven and a half point handicap. They're also at $1.90. I'm, I, you know, when it comes to the Rabbitohs, I still worry about them this year. They still seem a little bit flaky. And I feel as though they're the sort of team where if they just had a bit of a bad run of form, they could really easily not make the finals and kind of wonder what happened to their season. But they're playing the Titans. I'm not going to tip the Titans unless they play an absolute bludger of a side. I'm going for the Rabbitohs. Um, I would probably just take them in their head-to-head in that game if I were you. Now, the next game on Saturday is a pretty good one. Sydney Roosters taking on the Melbourne Storm. The Melbourne Storm are favourites on palmerbet.com. They're at $1.45. The Roosters are at $2.75 in the head-to-head. The Roosters having a five-and-a-half point start on the handicap betting. They're at $1.90. With five-and-a-half point handicap, the Melbourne Storm are at $1.90. I cannot tip against the Storm in this game. They're going to have a few players coming back from Origin, but they have done this forever. They're the best team in the league at you know getting themselves sorted around the Origin period. Um, you know the Roosters. I don't. The Roosters sometimes look really good to me, and then other times they really disappoint me. And I just think that that's where they they are as a team. You know, you see a lot of commentators and a lot of so-called experts talking about the Roosters like they should be one of the top two sides in the competition, and they're not. They're just not at that place right now as a club. Um, I worry about Kiri. I really worry about Kiri. I think I've talked about it a number of times on the podcast, and I just think that the Roosters must be really close to giving him a tap on the shoulder. They must be really close to doing that. I'm going to tip the Melbourne Storm in this game. The last game on Saturday night sees the Brisbane Broncos taking on the Canberra uh, Raiders. The Brisbane Broncos are pretty heavy favourites in this game at $1.45 at home. The Canberra Raiders are at $2.75 on palmerbet.com. The Canberra Raiders have a six and a half point head start at $1.90, which I kind of like that. Uh, the Brisbane Broncos are at... $1.90 with the six and a half point handicap. I, you know, the Raiders have been playing better recently and the Broncos, I think have definitely gone up in terms of where you rate them as a club at the moment in the NRL. I think this is going to be a really outstanding game and a pretty close game too. I am going to stick with the Broncos. I think at home, I, but this is a close one. This is like, man, I think this is a 50-50 game. You could really easily talk me into the Canberra Raiders, but I'm going to stick with the Broncos for a tip there. Now, the West Tigers, coached by Brett Kamali, take on the Manly Seagulls. The Manly Seagulls are favourites for this game on palmerbet.com. They're at $1.45 in the head-to-head. The West Tigers are at $2.75. Uh the West Tigers have a six and a half point handicap. Uh, six, sorry, six and a half point head start at one dollar ninety. The Manly Warringah Seagulls have a six and a half point handicap, also at one dollar ninety. I'm Seagulls all the way. I think that it's just going to be pretty straightforward. The Seagulls should win this game. 
I don't think getting rid of Madge is going to help the West Tigers one bit. Um, we'll see how Brett Kamali goes as a coach. You never know until they actually coach. We'll see. This is his opportunity. He needs to prove he can do it at this level. So I'm tipping the Seagulls in that game. Uh, on Sunday, we have the Newcastle Knights hosting the Penrith Panthers. The Penrith Panthers are heavy favourites in this game. They're at $1.18 in the head-to-head on palmerbet.com. The Newcastle Knights are at $5. Really, really heavy underdogs. The Newcastle Knights have a 14.5 point handicap. Uh, sorry, head point. Uh, let me start that again. The Newcastle Knights, they've got a 14.5 point head start at $1.90. And the handicap is on the Penrith Panthers, 14.5 points, also at $1.90. You've got to go for the Panthers in this one. Uh, the Panthers players will have a decent amount of time to get over State of Origin 1. I think that they will be looking for a big performance. Some of them were disappointing, as I've said, in Origin 1. And coming up against Newcastle, good chance to get the cobwebs out of the legs and, and really put up a big scoreline. I wouldn't be shocked <clears throat> if the Panthers absolutely whipped the Knights in this game. So I'm going for the Panthers, obviously. Now the Sunday evening game sees the North uh, New Zealand Warriors, coached by Stacey Jones, in a similar situation. If you're a first grade coach, you've got to prove it now, Stacey. They take on the Cronulla Sharks. On palmbet.com, the Cronulla Sharks are at $1.20. The New Zealand Warriors are at $4.50. The New Zealand Warriors have a 14.5 point head start. It's not bad, actually. I don't think I'd take it, but it's not bad. They're at $1.90 with that head start. With their handicap, the Sharks are also at $1.90 with that 14.5 point handicap. I don't think I'll go for the New Zealand Warriors again this year. That's Sharkies all the way for me. Now, on Monday night, we have... Uh, it was probably a blockbuster 40 years ago, but now it's not. The Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs take on the Parramatta Eels. The Eels are favourites on palmerbet.com. They're at $1.15. Uh, they're the heaviest favourites in the whole round, which is interesting. The Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs are at $5.50. The Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs have a 15.5 point head start at $1.90, while with the 15.5 point handicap, the Parramatta Eels are also at $1.90. Um, Junior Paulo in Origin 1 was a little bit disappointing, and I think he will be looking for a big game because that's what these good players want to do. Like when they're disappointed by performance, they want to come out and shake that off. Um, I tell you who played well in State of Origin was Reagan Campbell-Gillard. You know, and you've heard me talk about him on this podcast. I'm not a fan of his, but he was pretty damn good in Origin 1, I've got to say, for New South Wales. I think the Parramatta Eels really should just clean the floor with the Bulldogs. It's going to be interesting to see how Josh Adokar plays, though. I think there is an opportunity for him to get back in that New South Wales team if he plays a really good game or two, come up into Origin 2. So, that's a quick preview. I've done a quick review of State of Origin. Um, it, I'll tell you what time it is. Like, I've just finished. It's 10.36pm after Origin is played. That's my commitment to you. That's our commitment to you on com. If you like the podcast... Please tell your friends about it. Uh, give us a five-star rating on all your podcasting apps. 
leave a nice review for us, go and check out my Patreon, patreon.com forward slash league freak. There's no space between league and freak. Um, I use all of the donations that come through there to pay for my part of the podcasting expenses. And we do have podcasting expenses. I also use it to pay for expenses in regards to leaguefreak.com, in regards to uh, rugbyleaguepodcastingnetwork.com, nrlbreakingnews.com, and all of the other website addresses you've heard me talk about on this podcast. So uh, anything that you can spare, if you want to go there, check it out. Um, there are different levels where you get like merch after you've been subscribed for three months. Uh, so check it out. Have a look at that. If you can't afford to, don't worry about it. But if you can, go and just have a look at it. Um, now, our next podcast, we will read your emails out. We've got a couple of emails sitting in the email uh, box ready to rock and roll. So send us emails. Podcast at leaguefreak.com. You can also send them through our furgoandthefreak.com website now. Uh, they won't go missing if you do that. Quick episode. I know you enjoyed State of Origin. Look, I hate it when Queensland wins. I really, really hate it when Queensland wins. I always say life is good when New South Wales wins State of Origin games. So it really burns me when Queensland wins a State of Origin game. Um, it's on to game two now and New South Wales, they've got a few things they've got to change and they've just, you know, it comes down to playing better. Like sometimes it just comes down to something that simple. Hopefully they can get their forwards going forward in the second and third game anyway. So thank you for listening. It's only a short episode. We will be back later on this week for more Fergo and the Freak. And remember... Gamble responsibly. Palmer bet with the big don't argue. Punters will love that. Download our app today and enjoy tackle busting benefits with great odds, more markets, and same game multi every NRL match at Palmer Bet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1 800 858 858.